back in 2002 and 2003, the seeds of this began. I started kicking around ideas online with uh, with uh, some people on the backpacker.com message boards, you know, just to see if it was, and then I did some guiding to try out and see if I liked guiding and see if I had any any uh, desire or acumen at it. And by by 2005, it was fully developed. Grab a cup of coffee, a notepad and a pen. Coffee's for closers only. It's time to talk marketing. Stick around, pal. I still got a lot to teach you. Each week, we bring you some of the best marketing conversations with entrepreneurs who are out-thinking, out-performing, and out-earning their competition. No frills, no fluff. And now your host, Jonathan Taylor. All right, welcome back to the show this week where we talk business and marketing. I'm your host, Jonathan Taylor. Today, we've got a great guest who I think has really scored it big because he has turned something that I love to do, which is going backpacking, spending time out on the trail. He's actually turned this into a business. And um, people that always say, people that make the statement, you can't really, uh, you can't make a living doing what you love, I think is is kind of silly because I see so many people that I interview and talk to on a regular basis who have done just that. They've taken something that they love, they're passionate about, and they have turned it into a business. You know, I just had my guest just a few few days ago who came on Jason Hairston who did something similar, taking his love of the outdoors and turning that into an outdoor clothing store. So my guest today has really taken that approach, but he's really turned it into kind of an adventure type business where he takes groups of people out to the uh, out backpacking on the trail for a week or two at a time all in an effort to get them to live healthier lifestyles and lose weight so I'm really pleased to have him on he's going to be sharing all about his business uh, and that's fit packing and I have the uh, owner Steve Silverberg he is joining me today and just to give you a little bit uh, a, a brief background on fit packing they are a backpacking basically a weight loss backpacking adventure guide and uh, they take people out on half one or two week adventure vacations and the whole goal is to get fit and lose weight and also just enjoy that time I mean what better way to get out and lose some uh, really get fit and get back in shape than getting out there and exploring nature and exploring this great country that we have and some of the beautiful trails and uh, really pleased to have Steve on the show joining me today. Steve, thanks for coming on, man, and sharing about your company and about your uh, your background. Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate it. So let me ask you, first of all, how long have you, uh, wh- how long have you been a, a backpacker or, you know, an outdoors enthusiast? I mean, is this something that you have from an early age, you know, was something you enjoyed doing, getting outside and exploring? Yeah, I don't. So I grew up in a uh, rural, well, maybe not rural, even a suburb, but we had woods behind my house. And I used mm-hmm. to like to go out there growing up all the time and playing in the woods. Um, I hadn't actually gone hiking or camping until I joined Boy Scouts at 11 years old. And uh, once, I, once I saw, tasted what was out there, it was something that is a passion that I developed and something I fell in love with. Yeah. So you were a Boy Scout, huh? Yeah, I was an Eagle Scout, actually. Awesome. Um, I eventually got kicked out. But <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but not, not because I did anything wrong. It was right. because 
they pushed us out to the explorers. Oh, okay. All right. For good reason. So, well, tell me what, I mean, how, how long is, uh, fit packing? When did, when was this company started? Um, I find it fascinating that you can take something like this and really turn it into, uh, a business. I love it. So how long have you been in business for yourself doing this and kind of what led you into starting this company? I mean, obviously it helps to be interested in that, but what kind of led you to break away from what you were doing previously? And if you would share kind of the background behind the, the uh, fit packing story. Sure. I'll go reverse chronologically. Our first trip, the first fit packing trip was in March, 2005 in the on the Arizona Trail, Superstition Wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but, you know, the company just didn't start then. Back in 2002 and 2003, the seeds of this began. Um, I started kicking around ideas online with, uh, with uh, some people on the Backpacker.com message boards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to see if it was... And then I did some guiding, um just to try out and see if I liked guiding and see if I had any, any, uh, desire or acumen at it. Um, and by, by 2005, it was fully developed Right. until that time. I, or before that time I had been working in, in software development and I was working at an investment firm for many years before finally making the jump in 2005. Mm-hmm. So it was, I was at the firm for one more year, mm-hmm. um, before I, before I fully, uh, before I fully became involved full time in fit packing, you didn't make a clean break. Obviously, you were doing a little bit before. I guess you say when 2005 rolled around, that's when you kind of went at it full, uh, full time. Um, well, it was so I started in 2005. 2006, I started at it full time. Okay, gotcha. Very good. For me, it worked better to have a little bit of a safety net to sure. do it. Like some people jump in and. And maybe they're better because they have to be because they have to get perform right away. But I was fortunate to have a little bit of a buffer. Well, that's a, that's a smart move on your part because it does take some time. I mean, especially right out right out of the gate when you're putting this together. A lot of the I guess a lot of what you were building um, initially was going back into the business. Um, maybe if you could share your first. I guess maybe your first guide experience and what was that, what did that look like? And how, how did you get the kind of get the word out about this new company, you know, fit packing that was a new startup. Getting the word out is about the hardest thing that I do. <laughs> it's not, you know, like we all know people who are, who are great at self-promotion or, right, right. or marketing. And that's just not my background. You know, I, like I said, I, I write software mm-hmm. in software. Everything you do is to design for what happens if, there's an error. And in, in marketing, it's like, oh, yeah, this is great. Everything works, right, whether it right. does or not. So uh, I'm not naturally predisposed to that. <laughs> However, the, fir- the first trip, um, I, I spent a lot of time on message boards mm-hmm. and uh, putting posters in local gyms and just courting people. And it turns out that the first trip, there was only three of us. So right. it, there was not, it wasn't, it wasn't very, it wasn't, you know, people didn't flock to it immediately, yeah. but it was something that I wanted to do just to make sure. Well, I wanted to to uh, actually take metrics and see exactly what type of body tr- transformation people might reasonably expect. So it was somewhat of a test trip as well, and just to see how things would go and 
whether or not this was something I would still like as a commercial venture, whether, whether or not it was something that I could handle and all those things checked out. Now, how how long was that first trip that you uh, took these three people on? It was a two week trip. Two weeks. Uh, Wow. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Um, but it was and and it wasn't quite a hundred miles, I don't think, but it was, uh, we had one week, then a day off in the middle and then the second week. That's fantastic. uh, It was great. Now was the whole goal initially, did you, when you were, developing this company, I mean, fit packing back in the day was the whole purpose of really about getting, you know, around getting people back in sh- into shape and using this as a, as a method of doing that. Yes. Well, that's the hook. Yeah. Um, a lot of people being a backpacker, I, I, I found that most people who backpack are already fit. They right. already go out in the wilderness. They know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I was trying to reach people who wouldn't normally think of going backpacking because, I mean, for me, it's a lot about, yes, it's about getting fit. Yes, it's about um, eating only what you carry and all right. that sort of thing. So, you know, you can't go to the freezer in the middle of the night and have a, <laughs> have a bowl of ice cream. Sure. So, yes, those are, those are uh, that's the hook, so to speak. But really, it's the passion for backpacking. And if you can get, if you can get, um, clients to to embrace that, mm-hmm. then or even just getting getting them out walking in the woods near their homes, despite what whatever condition they're in. Well, that's a win, I think. Right, absolutely. So, what kind of uh, what kind of preparation do you have to go through in order to? I mean, for these, as you mentioned, a lot of these people aren't they're not used to being out on the trail you know, carrying their own, their own food and their own everything for the, for the, for at least a week or so. So <laughs> what kind of preparation do you have to, to, to take someone through and, and how do you get them ready for, for a trip like that? I encourage people to work up to carrying a 25 pound pack for two hours or five miles, mm-hmm. you, you know, something like that before the trip. Right. However, um, you know, we do screen people beforehand. It backpacking is really not for somebody who would appear on the biggest loser um it's probably just not appropriate (laughs) for that person no no but you know for the rest of us who've got who've got you know maybe we're maybe we're 25 pounds overweight Mm -hmm. well it's great it's great exercise so i encourage people to start out by walking around the neighborhood a couple times a week um and then loading weight on and going into trails nearby Mm -hmm. however that said people do get off the couch and start hiking the first day with us. Um, they they may pay for it in terms of some soreness and pain the first few days, right. but uh, it can be done. That's fascinating. I mean, peop- yeah. I mean, I, I guess it. Uh, I guess you kind of ease them. I mean, what is a typical you know experience like? Do, do you kind of ease them into it on the uh, on the first week or the first two weeks so that uh, you work their way up? Well, no. You know what we. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it's probably, well, it's not probably, it's for someone who has never backpacked before, mm-hmm. it is almost always harder than people imagine. Yeah. Um, and you probably know that from your own experience. Right. That, uh, it's, it, it's as hard as it is, then throw in terrain challenges. Maybe there are rocks and roots, and there's certainly a lot of uphill and downhill. Oh, and then there might be environmental challenges, meaning... It might be cold, or it might be super hot, or there might be bugs. 
and uh, and then there's psychological challenges. Some people may think they can't do it, although we try to alleviate that as much as possible and right. tell people that they can do it um, because we wouldn't have accepted them. Like we turn away some people sure. who we don't are good candidates. So yeah, you you throw in you start throwing in all these uh, other challenges, and it can be quite difficult uh, on people. Yeah. But it is within people's capability. That said, we target about six to eight miles per day. Okay. Which sounds like a, not very much. You know, your your neighbor probably runs runs six miles in the morning before work. Mm-hmm. But it, it as you know, it's a whole different. It's a lot different when you're carrying 40 pounds on your back. Yeah, and if you're going for a week or two at a time, you have to carry. I mean, you have to carry quite a bit of uh, uh, material with you. I mean, I, you know, I'm used to going out. Typically, when I go out, I'm used to going out for at least a weekend or maybe a week at the most. But I can say an extended trip like that. Are you an Are you an ultra lighter or anything like? That? Yeah, I like to do lightweight. Um, just about everything I I have is is ultra light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see that now that's great. Um we probably should be more ultralight, but then you're you're kind of walking the line between people who can't imagine what it's like to be without uh plumbing or right. internet service for right. a day versus just c- cutting down everything and saying, "Well, you know what? You're going to wear this pair of underwear for 2 weeks and love it." <laughs> yeah, underwear may be a p- p- <laughs> that may be an area where I draw the line. <laughs> I don't, but, you I'm know, not... you are, if you're trying to cut weight, that's, yeah. those are the things well, that you got to do. Absolutely, absolutely. So we also, um, the the other reason, one of the reasons that this works somewhat is because, like you said, you're carrying all your food. So the you there's portion control because you can only eat what you're carrying right. and you're carrying the weight. So it's extra exercise. Well, I mean, are there occasionally for extended trips? I know for like, uh, you know, if you're doing people that are doing the Appalachian trail at points there, there's some drop points along the way, or there's some areas along the trail. And I'm sure based on, I was looking at your website based on some of the, uh, guides that you've done, there are probably some stop points along the way that people can have the opportunity to refuel. Yes, of course. Uh, actually, one of our more popular trips is uh, the Appalachian Trail through Shenandoah National Park. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Miles or whatever. Yep. Yeah, it's great. I, I'm sure you've, you've been there. We were just down, um, I was just down in the, uh, around um, Mount Rogers. I don't know if you've hit that, uh, Mount Rogers up around the um, the southern Appalachia, uh, lower, uh, southern part of Virginia. We hit that last weekend. It was beautiful. You know, I've never been there. I would love to go there. I'd also love to go see... Uh, uh, Tinkers and yeah. uh, Maxi Knob and oh, those yeah. places. No, I haven't really been in Southern Virginia much. Oh, it's beautiful. That uh, that hike up to uh, Mount Rogers is one of the more scenic uh, parts of the AT. I definitely recommend it. It's beautiful. Plus, it's got they've got uh, wild ponies up there on the mountain, man. That's what's so cool. Wow. You walk up to the uh, top of the mountain, and there's literally wild ponies just. Uh, grazing all around, and uh, I think we, one morning we woke up right outside of our tent, and we had three or four ponies just right outside of our tent, just uh, oh, eating grass. <laughs> so that is great. I would love to see that. It is really cool. It's a great trip. So, uh, if you'd like a parallel experience, yeah, uh, hike the Florida Trail, and there will be cows grazing next uh, to your tent. <laughs> <Fun stuff. laughs> I don't think it's the same though. 
Well, you know, the only downside to that are, are on either hand is to, you got to watch where you step, you know, when you're, That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, man, this is great. So how often do you do a trip? I know you have to have some downtime. You just got back from a uh, a guide trip. In fact, you were gone all last week. How often do you schedule these per month? And uh, what's the um, you know what's the agenda and the and the schedule like for you? And and uh, do you have is it typically just yourself? But I think I think you've got some other uh, guide guides as well that work with you. Yeah, fit packing runs about twenty five trips a year. Uh, and I'm actually trying to expand that to double it in the next mm-hmm. two years or so. But right now we're about 25 trips a year. I guide about half of them myself. So uh, I look at it this way, that out of 52 weeks in the year, I'm out guiding 13 right. of them. Um, and then I've got, uh, I have about uh, about a dozen or 15 different guides who will also guide trips some with me and some on their own. You know, I find that uh, that we've got a good good group of people who who are just unbelievable hikers, great right. great chefs, good wilderness people, and good with people, and just like being out there. Fantastic. Now, do you how, typically how I know you said early you, one of your first trips there were three people typically. On average, now what what is a typical size of a group that you uh, take out? Um, about about eight is uh, mm-hmm. a, an average size. Right. Um, the uh, the largest trip to date has had fourteen people. Oh wow! And uh, and part of that is actually imposed by the national parks or the national forest, depending mm-hmm. on the destination. Uh, in order to minimize our impact. Most national parks will cap us at twelve, but oh, occasionally, okay. occasionally, like uh, occasionally, we we had a thirteen earlier this year, and, and the fourteen was last year. Right, and then you know you have smaller ones. Acadia was was just five, um, so you you just never know. I, I wish I could plan and and knew, but uh, <laughs> you can. So I'll give you an anecdote about that. Uh, two years ago, uh, scheduled uh, I scheduled a Yosemite trip and only one person signed up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then we ended up, that person, we canceled it. We, we didn't dump that person. We moved that, that person was okay to move to a different trip. Right. But anyway, so and you go, Yosemite, why would only one person be interested? And at the same, and just, just uh, like two months later, our trip to Arkansas, it sold out. There were, there were 12 people and a couple people on the waiting list. Now I'm not trying to disparage Arkansas, right. but you know why? How can you plan for a dozen people in Arkansas and one in Yosemite? <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of strange. Yeah, so uh, all this to say is you just never know. Right. Uh, sometimes it's people's schedules. Sometimes right. it's uh, if they. Some people want to live within driving distance. Mm-hmm. Other people do. Other people do not want to live within driving distance of the destination because mm-hmm. if they lived within driving distance, they could go themselves. So you mentioned earlier what uh, just kind of getting you know promotion, uh, promoting an upcoming uh, guide is uh, you know that's one of the biggest challenges. What, what are the biggest things that you use, I'm sure social media comes in pretty, it's pretty beneficial when it comes to announcing or letting people know, you know, on your Facebook pages and so forth. What are some other ways you mentioned, um, 
groups, getting into involved in groups and things like that, online groups. What are some things that you do now uh, to really get the word out and announce these upcoming events and and uh, and build you know build your list? Advertising uh, like Google AdWords and. Uh, and Yahoo and MSN and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like advertising in those venues is a way to get the the word out. Right. It's it's certainly not the most cost effective way of doing it, but we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other ways is I do like to see if I can get if I can get media coverage, um, and I find that that that's a, a way of getting the word out. Sure. Um, Feature articles are a great thing. Like, we've been in Backpacker Magazine a few times. Oh, cool. But, you know, of course, Backpacker Magazine, people don't people don't necessarily respond because they're already backpackers. Hey, they're already backpacking enthusiasts. They're probably not <laughs> – they're not on the, the uh, typical list of, of somebody that needs to, to um, you know, get in shape. Right. Exactly. We also have a, uh, a refer-a-friend program where if you've been on a trip – and you refer a friend who joins us, mm-hmm. then you get a hundred dollars per off per person that you refer. Oh, great! And we also have a really aggressive um, loyalty program mm-hmm. called the Frequent Hiker Program. Right. And uh, people can get on someone's second trip. Every trip they take, they bank a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if you take one on your second trip, you get a hundred dollars off. On your third trip, you get two hundred dollars off. On your fourth trip, you get three hundred dollars off. And it goes until it, it it's capped at five hundred dollars off for a one week trip, but you can get as much as seven hundred off of a two week trip. Oh, fantastic! Um, all this to say is that once people have all the equipment and they've seen the business and they're starting to get discounts, mm-hmm. we get a lot of return business. Oh, I can imagine because they you know they fall in love with it. either they fall in love with it or they say you know what this I don't think is yeah <laughs> of course there there are people that say. I am never going to go out in the woods again. Right. <laughs> like, I, I know why I like sitting at home in front of the TV. <laughs> and, and that's fine. You know what? Because, uh, you know, it's just not it's not meant for everyone. So what are, what is the typical, let's talk about price. What do you typically price out a one-week and a two-week uh, guide for? Okay, one-week trips cost between $1,250 and $1,350. Okay. And that includes two nights hotel, um, all the trail meals, usually five, usually five or six backcountry nights, campgrounds, insurance, guides, satellite phone, uh, ground transportation. Oh, pretty wow. much everything. Well, that's fantastic. Pretty much, although we, although we don't get people to the destination. Like right. people say, does that include flight? Yeah. And, you know, it's. As soon as you do that, people from Australia start signing up. Oh, yeah. going, oh you're going to fly me to the States. Awesome. <laughs> but that's cool, though. So you organize, you uh, literally organize the meals out for everyone. So they don't have to figure out, you know, what do I need to pack and what do I need to bring? These are all uh, pre-prepared, and that's included in the in the price. Yes, correct. Very we cool. do all the cooking. We uh, we, But we also have to solicit um, dietary constraints. Ah, uh, yeah. I was thinking about you know that. we do get occasionally people who are anaphylactic and can't eat peanuts yeah. or yeah. are gluten free yeah. or vegan yeah. or do the caveman diet you know yep. there's a lot of things to to consider now outside of that they are required I guess there is a packing list that you send them that they need to you know here's the items that you need to be you know packing in your backpack correct 
and it's actually online. Okay, cool. So you, you can actually see it online, download a spreadsheet of it, or, you know, we'll, we'll send it to you, too. That's fantastic. I love the system. I mean, it's, uh, um, I'm just curious, you know, what is the typically, and you kind of, we kind of touched on it, but somebody that is involved in this, I would say that initially, you know, if, if it's for a, if it's for a reason of losing weight or getting in better shape, obviously it takes more than one or two weeks. So these are the people that they see the benefit and they realize, you know what, you know, these are the people that you want, you know, the loyalty members that keep coming back time and time again. And that's really, they, that's, I guess that's where they see the big payoff is initially they get that taste that first week out and see the benefit. And they say, you know what, I need to do this more often. And you probably do see a lot of, I guess, a lot of return uh, members to that. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, it is really hard to change your body composition in just one week. Yeah, right. What and you might have you might find this as well on your longer trips, but you after a week of backpacking, your metabolism is kind of cranked up. So mm-hmm. that the week after that, you are still burning calories at an advanced rate. Right. The downside is you're also eating at an advanced rate. So the key <laughs> is to to uh, temper your eating right. to normal levels and for that next week. But yeah, it's uh, it's hard to sustain to sustain that level of activity. It's more of a real jump start. Yeah, you're right. Cause your, your metabolism is on fire. And, and yeah. so that's uh, that's the great thing about it because it's one of the, one of the best ways to get that, uh, that burning, you know, doing, you mentioned eight, if you're doing an average eight miles a day up and downhill, that's, uh, it's really beneficial. You know, I've been in, uh, weekend trips where I've, you know, I've gone and a lot of it's probably, you know, you're losing some water weight along the way, but I've done, you know, I've, not, I've dropped five pounds off of a three day trip just because, yep. you know, and it has a lot to do with what you're eating and then what you're also, you know, the, the miles that you're putting into it, but it's, um, it's great exercise. I can't imagine a better, a better workout for, for anyone out there. Plus it's, it's not, you're not inside of a gym you're outside. It's it's gorgeous. I mean, especially this I, I time of year. I can't get on a treadmill. It is it is torture. Oh yeah, you're not going anywhere. It's like yeah. you feel like a rat on a wheel or something, you know. Um, uh, one thing I will, uh, yeah, along those lines. One thing I will say also is that, yeah, the weight loss is great, and yeah. the the fat loss, the fitness is great, but really, I my maybe not so secret ambition is to get to inspire people to protect the wilderness and, and, uh, enjoy it because there's just so many awesome places out there. So many views and so many experiences you can have really speak to me and hopefully other people feel the same way. Absolutely. Uh, and those, those, the memories that they have from that, no, I mean, they maybe develop that appreciation, but they have those memories too, to go back to and, and uh, just can't beat it. I mean, for your for your money and and for the time that you spend, if you enjoy the outdoors, I can't imagine a better way to do it. Steve, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing about uh, this business and and uh, your passion for it. And uh, people can find out more. I guess the best way to do it is by going to fitpacking.com uh, to find out more. Correct. That's correct. Fantastic. Steve, thanks again for joining me today and sharing uh, sharing your business, your story, and uh, definitely your passion for this. Thanks, Jonathan. I will spam everyone I know when this gets <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> hey, man, okay. take care. Have a great week. Uh, ha- right. Have a great week of some downtime, I guess, after this trip, the recent, uh, last week's trip. <laughs> Appreciate it. Hey, you bet. <laughs>